This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 24. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Todd Jones. Todd is a content consultant, WordPress fan, and native Arkansan. He likes everything from art, to dirt track racing, to wrestling, college football. He loves stories of entrepreneurs. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. Hi, Todd. Nice to see you. Well, welcome to Hallway Chats. Uh, Let's start out with you telling us a little bit more about yourself, a little introduction to who is Todd Jones. Well, um, I guess maybe the first thing is that I am from Arkansas and uh, probably one of the smaller states in the in the union. So most people think about Walmart or Bill Clinton when they think about Arkansas. Um, We're a beautiful state, so I hope you guys come sometime. I mean, I, I got into WordPress probably 10, 12 years ago, actually, with a, a football site. So I actually wrote an article about that uh, for opensource.com. And um, I just live in a small town called Conway, which is the home of Chris Allen, who is one of the American Idol winners. That's our claim to fame here, I guess. We're about uh, 25 miles west of Little Rock on I-40. And... Uh, in the central Arkansas area. Grew up in Batesville, which is the home of Mark Martin. If anybody out there knows about NASCAR, you've heard of him. And um, beautiful town up in the north central part of the state. And I mean, those things are true. I do like those things. <laughs> I like art and wrestling and, and I like the stories of wrestling and uh, grew up watching dirt truck racing. My dad actually announced as a public dress announcer at the local track. So I kind of got into that. Don't see it as much as I'd like to, but I kind of keep up with it. And um, it's a unique sport in that Fridays and Saturday nights across the whole country, uh, somebody's driving a a dirt race car at some oval in a cornfield or rice field somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, probably millions of fans. And, you know, it's, 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 it's really what's really cool about dirt racing at that level is, you know, it might be your mechanic driving. You probably know these guys and they're, they're, they, it's the epitome of the side hustle. You know, we talk about the side hustle in, in our, our world. You know, uh, maybe my side hustle is I have a, a local news site here in town. Um, these guys, they, they do it because they love it, but most of them, they don't pay their, you know, salary. So, right. uh, so they might be a mechanic. They may work at an auto parts store. They may just be a garage junkie. Uh, so it's a, it's a unique sport that way. And uh, wrestling, I like the stories and the athleticism. Um, you know, the, the old, I'll get, I think people will stop doing this, but you'll hear once in a while, someone will say, don't you know, wrestling is fake. <laughs> you know, you just kind of roll your eyes. It's not really fake. It's staged, but, uh, but the stories are fantastic. And I remember watching them as a little kid back when we didn't know wrestling was fake. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now it's the best kept secret, but, um, it's entertaining. So, and, um, I do like art. Um, not necessarily great at it, but uh, I have enough art to be dangerous, I guess. And uh, actually, my sister-in-law is an accomplished artist and photographer in town. So, um, And um, WordPress is, 
is a uh, a cool tool to to communicate those things. And I, I look at stories, I read stories. I like I like to read Hero Press every week that Topher does, and um, you'll read. In fact, I think Tara just had one on there, right? Um, but uh, you'll read a lot of them, and, and some people they start out they they start with a hobby blog or helping an organization, and they got into WordPress that way. And that's kind of the same with me. I had uh, football blogs and uh, got into WordPress because that was really the best way to publish those things and you know learn how to uh, develop and design and break things. I can break things as well as anybody, and uh, <laughs> I really have gotten to meet everybody in the community. It's a lot of fun. Todd, thank you so much. That was a wonderfully comprehensive intro. That's great. And you've given me a lot of areas to explore. I'm, I'm not sure where to go first, but let, let me start. Let me start with the art side of thing. You had mentioned that your, your sister-in-law was accomplished and, but I, I couldn't tell from your, your, your monologue, if you commit to art yourself or if you're a collector or somewhere in between do you paint do you sculpt what's uh what's your creative outlet around art <laughs> um canva c-a-n-v-a canva you know i like to go there and because i uh, the blog posts and and uh, some of the ebook lead magnets i've done i i do the the uh, covers myself they're not really as good as you know somebody really good but uh, when i was a kid i took three years in high school of art and uh, one of my favorite college subjects was actually art appreciation. So I used to draw, um, I, interestingly enough, race cars and stadiums. I used to draw those things. And I don't know what, why I really like to draw those things, but <laughs> I drew those things. And um, I used to draw a lot. Uh, you know, obviously, as time has gone on and it's kind of got pushed out of the way a little bit. Yeah, life. Uh, but I, yeah, life, yeah. But I appreciate and uh, I have friends that are artists in town. I like to support them when I can. And um, so, yeah, so my sister-in-law did a, a, a fine arts degree and was an ad, ad agency for a long time and ended up doing uh, freelance photography. So she's really good at that and won a lot oh, of awards. So, But um, I'm not saying I'm a great artist. It's more of an appreciator of art. I still right. Right, you know, I'm thinking right. if I had more time I knew what to do with, I might actually start drawing again, you know. But uh, I had a lot of fun. It, it, it uh, allows you to be creative, um, yep. uh, try to be creative, uh, play sure. around with some different things. Um, yeah. My well, art teacher in high school was good because she had us to try so many different things from silk screening to painting to sculpture, you know, so – have yeah. you posted any of your photos or your illustrations, your drawings online anywhere? Well, as I said, most of, like if you if you go to Main WP where I do most of my blogging right now, um, their WordPress platform for updating multiple sites, and uh, you read the blogs that I write, um, the images, uh, the header images, uh, I, I I do those myself. I just use Canva and. Uh, so that's about as artistic as I get these days. But uh, I take a lot of pictures with my phone and stuff. But uh, I, I mean, I know that I'm not professional. I'm very much an amateur. Uh, but I, I take those because one, I don't want to steal copyrighted images. So uh, if I take pictures myself, then there's no chance of that. And um, you know, I'm always blogging for something. And whether it's me taking a picture on top of Mount Nebo in uh, Western Arkansas, which I did one year. I mean, you know, it, my pictures aren't great, but you can turn those into a image for a blog real easy. And I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, it's nice that way, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, it's better when somebody who's a professional does it because they have better pictures. But, uh, you know, speaking there's always... Sorry to cut you off there, Todd. Uh, speaking of professionals, tell us a little bit about what you do professionally. You'd mentioned uh, content in, in or Tara had read about, but can I, I guess I read it. Anyway, you do content. Tell us a little bit more about that, would you? <laughs> I knew about it. You talked about it. <laughs> Thanks for well, clarifying. Well, um, yeah, probably my main gig right now is writing those blog posts at Main WP, and I enjoy doing that. Um, and, and they give me a lot of freedom uh, to do that. And, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've dealt with some health issues this year. It's kind of held me back, which uh, hopefully I'm getting past that. So I, uh, I want to be able to help people clarify their story as a, you know, whether it's a WordPress agency or a company they're working with, what is that story? Because I think stories are, we, we are wired and man, studies are coming out every day. It seems like the, to relate to stories are so relatable. And, um, I get more, more and more fascinated about the story aspect of content and, uh, how can we implement those as, uh, professionals, WordPress professionals, even, um, there are many ways to do that. I mean, whether it's a podcast or a video, uh, a blog post, um, you know, there are do some, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you, so, so writing and blogging for main WP and, and doing content, um, talk about how that works as a business and how it relates to marketing, for example. So if you're telling a story, I read a lot, we probably all do, about um, you know, a marketing tactic or technique of telling a story in order to draw people in for a sale or as a marketing benefit, but then also as a community benefit, writing a blog post for Rain WP and what you do, which maybe doesn't have that marketing component to it, has more of a community component. How do you, I guess, how do you cover those bases? Well, you know, I think one good example is what Topher's doing at Hero Press, and what you know, I, I get those emails every Wednesday, and and I try to go read every one of them, and he's he's got people telling their story, which is fantastic, you know. Hey, how this is how I got into WordPress. This is why I like WordPress. These are the people who helped me. You know, we mentioned uh, Corey Miller earlier, and he's he's been a very big, you know, name in WordPress space for how he advocates for people and that kind of thing. I think telling, telling a story really kind of facilitates community and it can be done both ways. So the way Topher does it, of course, is, you know, he has, you know, person to write the, the, uh, their story. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it's kind of interesting that I knew a couple people, uh, one, you did one not long ago. And then a lady in our state did one not long ago. And, but then there's the other side of it, which, um, I, you know, I've done this from a, uh, from a startup entrepreneurial standpoint, um, where you interview and you tell, or you retell their story, kind of like a feature article. I did that a lot when I was writing with talk business and politics here in the state. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, one of the last articles I got to do, we have a lady in our state who's a trailblazer for ladies in business, but period, just people, not just ladies, but everybody. And she, she was the first woman inducted into the business hall of fame in Arkansas. And, uh, you know, I, I said, I got to be on the phone with her and talk to her and ask her questions and listen, listen to her. And it was just a, a wonderful experience. And, you know, I've got to have those opportunities more than once. And I think maybe the WordPress community could use that a little bit more of that. I mean, it's one thing for someone to tell their story, but, um, what if somebody sat down with, 
I don't know, Chris Lemma or Carrie Deals or Dennis from Main WP and, and, you know, learn their whole story, you know, and, and, and turn that into a feature. Um, so I think uh, there's something that it can definitely, you, you feel like you know somebody a little better. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a big part of what we're trying and I to think do. It's, it's all, you know, case studies are something that a, a few people in the WordPress space use case studies. I'd like to see more people use case studies, but um, the kind of case studies that I do are more story based. You know, that you, you have the more uh, technical case studies, which, you know, you, you got to have some of those, but, um, you know, being able to, to, uh, to build that story out and in a, w a way that's relatable and, uh, so I think, um, you know, we all have a story and obviously some people's stories are more interesting than others, but, um, I mean, how did this person become, and you see it a lot in the startup world. Um, and I guess I go back to that a lot, but you'll see, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I like, well, Noah Kagan, he's, he's somebody I followed a lot. He runs Sumo. Uh, you guys okay. may be familiar with Sumo, and and mm -hmm. one of the first things I ever got from him was an ebook, little ebook he wrote. I don't think it's very much, maybe ninety nine cents or something. He maybe he may give it away for now, for all I know. But um, it, it was his story. It wasn't classically, you know. It wasn't like it probably wouldn't make an A in English comp in college. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I may have saw some spelling errors here and there, which is ironic because I'm the worst speller there is. But well, um, we, you know, we always bought them. <laughs> But you know, um, and he's just—he's just one guy. I mean, you got a lot of people. But but uh, Todd, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Speaking of stories, and you're very clear to me in, in this time that we've been speaking that you're very passionate about a number of different things. And I wonder, as you weave those all together into a meaningful way for your own life story and sharing that, and that's. Um, I wonder what is your definition of success? How do you bring that all together? How does that, how does success weave into, into your life? How do you define it? Well, yeah. And I think the, the questions you left for me are personal and professional. And I remember I, I wanted to go over that too, because I didn't know how I'd answer that. But I think the word that comes to my mind is legacy. Um, you know, what kind of legacy you're leaving behind. And I think that works professionally or personally. But, uh, sure, sure. you know, are you, you know, um, I guess I have a list of a lot of my favorite writers and I've never really done anything with that. But one of my favorite writers is a, uh, a guy who was, who passed away actually same year my dad did 2013. He, he was a, uh, his day job was a professor of philosophy at USC, Southern Cal. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. his, um, side gig, if you want to call it that was, he was a minister and a Christian formation writer. His name is Dallas Willard. Um, you know, I, I watched, um, his, his funeral was, is on YouTube or parts of it or whatever. And he left such a legacy, you know, in both worlds, the, the, the prof professional philosophy world and in, in the, the Christian formation world. And, um, I remember his daughter got up or his granddaughter got up and, and I can't, I, I'm, I know I'm going to blow this, but she was talking about him and, you know, and he referred to her as a granddaughter, you know, not a granddaughter, but a granddaughter. And that's the kind of person he was. He left the legacy, he made people feel, you know, so much more than maybe what they thought themselves. And, 
and there's a lot of other things he did, but that's an example of the idea of leaving a legacy, you know, and I think we all know people that left a legacy that's uh, important in our lives. And, um, yep. you know, I think you, if you leave a, you know, you may not be the, you may not be rich like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or whatever, but who do we remember, you know, 10, 15, Yeah, legacy is, is, is well beyond, is well beyond money. That's for sure. Todd, legacy means a lot to you. That's, that's clear. What's the single most important thing you're doing or you do every day to ensure that you're leaving a legacy about which you would be proud? <laughs> I guess just try not to screw up. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was thinking about that question and maybe you kind of took it a little differently than I was reading it whenever I was looking at your questions. But, you know, I was, I thought about this this morning a little bit. It was like, yeah, I was reading that in terms of achieving success, I suppose. And my thought was just get out of bed. Sometimes just getting out of bed. And, and I know maybe you guys have been in a dark period in your time. I have too. And, and they come back around occasionally. And I can remember. Absolutely. They do. I can remember at times where getting out of bed was an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And um, and in one of the Facebook group books, like groups I'm in, um, that Kim Kim Doyle is one of the the administrators, and, and this little hashtag has just started up recently, and I think it it means something in a lot of this, and it just said, um, just show up. Yeah, I've and, heard her say that. Yeah, yeah, just show up, and I think you know you can take that in so many different ways, but my goodness, you know. Part of leaving the legacy, just show up. You know, I, I was thinking, I had a little conversation in the chiropractor's office this morning with this lady, and I was telling her how I got roped into doing story time when I was working at the bookstore. And uh, one of the things I would do, uh, I was a cashier, and kids often get left behind in uh, experiences like that. And I would try to, like, pay attention to the kid a little bit, you know. And I think one time I did my best impersonation of Captain Jack or a pirate. <laughs> and my general manager heard it and she said, Oh, you'd be great for story time. And it took me a long time to get out of that. <laughs> uh, I ended up doing story time, but, but at the same time, did you time, like it? Yeah. I did, I, to, to some degree I did. I like the actual story time part. What would happen was, uh, the customers would then start asking me about books and I wouldn't know anything about the books. Oh. Uh, you know, I might know about some classics, but not something, not all of them. And, um, we just didn't have enough people really is what it was, but they really should have had a children's worker back there or something like that. Yeah. Plus you had to give the kids cookies and milk and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But I enjoyed telling the story part. But, That's a good memory. But yeah, you know, uh, yeah. you know, leaving, leaving a legacy, sometimes just showing up, you know, I'll tell you one thing. My, my dad wasn't perfect. I know that, but I'll tell you one thing my dad did do. He showed up at my brother's and I's athletic events, mostly football. When we played, we were, I can remember in seventh grade, the very first football game that I played in for the seventh grade football team, it was about an hour and a half away. Not only was my dad at the stands, but my mom's dad, he was, he brought Mm. my grandpa and they were in the stands. I, I don't forget those things. And I think kids don't. Well, it sounds like you take those things to heart and use them in the way that you interact with people as well, Todd. And so um, I, th- I appreciate the idea of showing up. And, and I know you show up 
for others, I've seen you in Slack and Facebook communities. Can you talk a little bit about community and, and sort of in terms of showing up, what you find to be the most challenging thing about showing up and what you find to be the most rewarding, both, both for yourself and in the community that, communities that you participate in? It's a big I think question. Um, helping people is, is, a, is a rewarding experience. Uh, when you do something, you know, I, I did these uh, homepage evaluations I, you know, back uh, a couple months ago, and several, a uh, couple of the people, a couple, three people who were in Facebook groups took advantage of it while I was doing them for free. But you give them the information, and they really seem to appreciate it and try to implement things you said. Uh, that's the rewarding part of it. The, the flip side of that is people, and you don't see it as much as you do the people who appreciate what you do, but there are people out there who will take anything for free and that's, and they, and they kind of have no great gratefulness for it. You know, they, they want you to do more. I felt very fortunate. I feel like everybody that received that were very appreciative. I just think that is a challenge that comes up sometimes when you're trying to help someone. Um, and, and I don't have any real recent experience with that but I know other people experience that as well but when you're just trying to help somebody you give them a, maybe a resource to go to or some information based on experience and they want more information or they want more and it's like you know help yourself a little bit you know I think we all do that we, we all try to be helpful uh, one thing the WordPress community is very uh, every every WordPress community I've been in has been very helpful um, I've learned a lot in the Slack chat rooms and, and the Facebook groups. And uh, you, you always have someone, and it doesn't matter what group you're in, because I'm in writer and copywriter groups too. You always have someone who, you know, they they ask silly questions. They ask questions that are that have already been answered. Um, they want more. They want you to do more for them. You know, you know you can do a, you can do some things for yourself. We there's a lot of empowerment in these groups. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it's the same in the, the, the writer groups I'm in, you know, um, the people who lead those groups are very empowering. They give, I have watched in one group, mm -hmm. a very, um, very respected copywriter with a lot of experience. He's frankly, he's a badass <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to copywriting. And I've watched him dole out information that would take most of us 10 to 15 years to learn for free. Yeah, like, man, somebody impressive. needs to copy and paste this and put it. I started <laughs> to do it and put it in Evernote or something. I mean, this guy was given some of the most, <laughs> and I'm like, this is really good stuff. And, and I think that's are like that, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, you see WordPress too, you know? Um, so it inspires everyone in the community to be so giving. I think that's a great thing about WordPress community, especially is that people share and, and that, that pay it forward idea of then you are inspired to share just as freely. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the challenge on, on doing that sometimes is the people not willing to, uh, you know, they want more or they don't help themselves. But I think that's so much fewer. Yeah. Most people are appreciative and they work Absolutely. hard. I, I just think it's once in a while, but it does happen and it's can be frustrating and challenging. That's for sure. That's for sure. Chad, Todd, let me change gears on you a little bit and ask you, what is the single most valuable piece of advice? And it can be either professional or personal 
that you have ever received and implemented in your own life? I had to go back and um, read what I wrote because I remember that question going, what, what can I say? There's a refrain that is standing out to me uh, recently um, that just seems to always get reiterated. And it's, I mentioned Dallas Willard earlier. Um, he had a conversation. I don't, I don't know if you guys read Christian books or anything, but Chris, uh, John Ordberg is a spiritual writer, Presbyterian minister. He tells a story. Uh, he got a new assignment and he was um, just really hurried. He had so much going on. He really felt like he needed some spiritual wisdom. So who's he give a call to but Dallas Willard? And um, tells him everything, and Dallas makes a pause, and he said, and you can read this on, it's, it's been reiterated many times on the Internet and different websites and blogs, but he says to John, he says, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And John thought about that and wrote it down. He goes, okay, that's good. Now what else? And Dallas says, no, there is nothing else. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. I don't know if that applies to everybody else. It doesn't it apply doesn't. in Washington, D.C., I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hurry and see, now there's a difference between hurry and busy. And whenever, whenever I first came across that, I had to tell myself that, okay? It's one thing to be busy, but it's another thing to be hurried. And, uh, you know, that's, there's a fine line there. And so some days you're busy from the time you get up till the time you lay your head down. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're hurried, you're productive, whatever. But when you're overly hurried, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not even if I can really define what that means. I think but, there's a stress component to it yeah. in my mind, right? When I hear hurried, I think stressed out. When I hear busy, I just think I don't feel as much stress. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Sometimes when you're busy, you're doing something you really love. Yeah. So right. you're not really stressed about it unless you have the good stress. But but for me, because I've had, you know, I don't talk about this stuff too much, but I've had chronic health issues for years in, in different areas. And Whenever I get hurried, I'm not at my best. And I have to remind myself to slow down. And sometimes if I don't remind myself that, I get reminded. So um, I can't put in 12, 14-hour days. Um, so, but, uh, you know, occasionally you, you, can, you, can, you can get through those. But, but man, you know, you know I, I can't speak for other people. And I'm certainly not as young as I was 20 years ago, but <laughs> I, I, I get a little jealous of my friends who are entrepreneurs that are in their 20s and 30s because they've got way much more energy and they can go way much better than me. And, I, and I'm just like, you go. I can't, <laughs> but you go, you know? And, and I watch them like, they're like the, the Energizer Bunny. But, um, but I have to remind myself of that. Um, and I think that is a good lesson. And, and I don't know if that's really a business or it's more of a personal thing. I think uh, it's both. Mm -hmm, yeah. Definitely. When I when I heard you say that, it really struck me as addressing the need for mindfulness and self awareness and living in the moment, because busy is having tasks, chores, responsibilities that occupy our time, and hurried you know, hurried implies, in my mind, 
a focus on the next task or three tasks down the road or what's coming tomorrow and worrying about the future or perhaps stressing about what we didn't get to in the past. Whereas if we're not hurried, we're focused on the tasks, Mm -hmm. the people, the situation around us and going to address it in a meaningful and mindful way. We'd probably all do well to get up and go for a walk for about an hour before we do anything, wouldn't we? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Austin Church wrote a, a, a blog on Medium. And um, he's, I think the title was something like, um, what's missing in your freelance life is not what you think or what the mistake you're making. And basically it was this, you know, he said, he started in 2009 as a freelancer. He said, I wish I had gone fishing every month since 2009. In other words, you, you have time where you're a bit more available. And what we, what do we tend to do? I know I do this. I start thinking, well, how can I get more people? Uh, how can I get more people to get in my pipeline or whatever? And he's like, just go fishing or go, go hiking or go do something fun. And it's really hard because we think, well, what's going to happen in two months? Am I going to have enough money to pay the bills? You know, and um, always easier said than done, right? It is. And on that note, I think it's time for us to all go take a walk or go fishing. because We're (laughs) we're out of time. (laughs) Todd, it's been delightful to have you on and get to know you a little bit and share your story. Thank you for sharing all that you did with us and, and uh, sharing about your community. I think makes me want to go to Arkansas one day. So we're glad to have you on and uh, hope to see you sometime in the future, Todd. Can you tell us and tell everyone listening where they can find you and find more about you? Um, you know, I, I usually direct people to my Twitter first because I've probably been there longer than anywhere. And my Twitter handle is T Jones. Uh, I've had that since 08, I think. I don't know. A long time ago. Back before the mass humanity was there. Um, my website is graphicscatmedia.com and I spell differently. So I'm assuming you'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. G-R-A-F-I-X catmedia.com and then um, I'm on Facebook as well and LinkedIn and all those profiles are uh, I think it's Todd Jones arc or something like that on LinkedIn anyway but yeah I'm in I'm in all the major so I'm even on Instagram and Snapchat for that matter okay well thanks again for joining us it's really been a pleasure and um, best wishes to you Todd thanks for having me appreciate it Todd, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for your time. I've loved chatting with you. Love getting to know you just a little bit. And uh, look forward to reading more of your story on your blog in the coming weeks, months, and years ahead. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.